It's Thursday, the 30th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here, joined by co-host Shane Lee. How you doing, Shane? I'm doing well, mate. I'm getting ready for New Year's Eve, mate. I think we're going to take the kids to um, Taronga Zoo for a bit of a, oh, a nice. night out to watch the fireworks. Very nice. So I'll be wearing a mask there, that's for sure. But uh, And then I've got a big uh, New Year's Day party at my brother Brett's house, so just up the road. So that's going to be probably more exciting than... Uh, the night with the kids. Oh, anyway, well, it'll be fun. Lovely. Well, I mean, uh, for those that wanted to know, I made the mad dash across the Queensland border, so safe and sound in Queensland, although may have COVID. <laughs> oh, you poor bugger. Have you really? Feeling a bit crook today, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but oh, jeez, mate. For those interested, we've still got that charity auction running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. Amazing things on there to buy. Cricket Clinic with uh, Nathan Lyons, still up there for you to bid on. Afternoonsport.com uh, slash auction for you to check it out. Today on the show, we've got to talk ashes and a massive Massive record-breaking moment in the Big Bash. It's all next. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. All right, Shana, let's talk Ashes. Um, we should be talking about an actual Ashes match taking place right now, but the Poms are <laughs> awful at cricket. <laughs> what is going to be the next move for England and Australia? Well, mate, there's a lot of, uh, as you can probably imagine, a lot of people coming out of the woodwork and having a go at the Poms here, but uh, Ian Bell, the former um, England batsman, has just come out and said they need a whole sort of overview of their whole system um, and particularly their selection policy. Currently, I didn't realise England don't have a chairman of selectors. Um, Chris Silverwood, who's the coach, is part of the selection team, um, as is the captain and uh, I think one, one other person on tour. It makes it really, really hard when the there's no one outside the actual camp. Mm. I'm saying that, um, you know, he's also saying that for anyone who's got any problems technically as a batsman or a bowler to go to the coach is also the main main selector. Yeah, right. It's a real conflict there. So it's making it really, really tough. Look, I, I think that the team they came with um, wasn't the right squad. I, looking at the numbers, there's been only two batsmen in the last 10 years in England who have, have averaged above 40 Oof. Um, with the bats. So... You know, you, you need to score a lot of runs. And I think they're papered over a lot of cracks too with their, their two great fast bowlers in Broad and Anson. So, yeah, the Poms, back to the drawing board. And uh, hopefully they can perform better in the next two test matches. And what about the Aussies? Any uh, changes to that side, you reckon? Look, no, I think I think Stark will be rested for the Sydney test. I think we learnt last year against India where we tried to play our three fast bowlers for every test match and they got tired and injured. I think Hazelwood will come back in. I think Boland will, will play the next test in Sydney. Right. It does move around quite a bit um, and obviously Cummins is the captain so he'll play but I think they'll rest Stark for the upcoming test match and um, and go from there. And if we turn our attention to the BBL, history was made uh, thanks to Ben McDermott. Well mate, you've got the IPL uh, auction coming up 
this Ben McDermott's probably penciled himself in for a couple of million dollars here. Um, he's scored back-to-back hundreds um, for the uh, Hobart Hurricanes, um, but he's the first player in BBL history to score three big bash hundreds. So that's huge. Uh, we mentioned uh, earlier in the week he scored 110 off 60 balls versus uh, the Strikers. Well, he followed that up yesterday with 127 off 66, including nine fours and nine sixes oh. versus the Melbourne Renegades. So Ben McDermott on fire. Wow, amazing. Look, uh, well, let's turn to the AFLW at the moment. Uh, bad news ahead of round one. Yes, well, round one's supposed to be starting next week, but you've got the whole Gold Coast uh, women's team uh, locked in quarantine, um, as are the Crows and, and Port Power as well. So, yeah, real big trouble leading in. Uh, look, COVID is sweeping through everyone, particularly in Australia at the moment, and I think at some stage we're all going to get it. Hopefully you haven't got it, Shad, but um, <laughs> I know you're not feeling too well at the moment. But, uh, yeah, big, big problems for the start of that. Uh, I dare say we, we might be delayed a week or so for the AFLW. Well, uh, coming up next, stay with us, because after a short break, we've got to talk about the tennis, some more news in terms of who's going to be playing at the Aussie Open and uh, a tragic uh, passing in the NFL world as well. All right, let's turn our celebs to the uh, summer of tennis. I feel like that's going to last a lot longer than what's going on with the cricket at the moment, Shano. <laughs> Sam Stoza, uh, set to play her last singles match at Melbourne Park in January. She has been a wonderful contributor to, to Tennis Australia. Sam Stoza, um, uh, 2011, uh, we all know, won her fantastic match um, at the US Open, defeating Serena Williams 6 2 6 Prior to that, look, she finished, um, she was a, a runner up. Um, at the French Open in 2010, but she also was a semi-finalist uh, three times at the French Open. She's been a fantastic player, but she makes 2022 um, her 20th main singles appearance. Um, and Tennis Australia has been really, really kind, and she's really said she's really appreciative that she will be able to finish up a career in front of her home crowd. So well done, Sam Stoza, on, on, on a fantastic career. I, I found it really funny when she actually won the US Open back in 2011, um, she her form really sort of fell away after that, and I, and I thought, I reckon she thought she may never ever achieve something to win a Grand Slam, and um, right, yeah. So once she sort of reached that pinnacle, she never really played as well again. So, but if you look back at her numbers, a fantastic career, and uh, congratulations to her for hanging around for 20 years and then playing so well. Yeah, and the Aussie Open's uh, still got a lot of trouble ahead of it. We've got another tennis star this time testing positive for COVID. Yeah, French tennis star Benoit Paire, mate. Um, <laughs> he said basically he is over this whole COVID caper. He said, because of COVID, I got a runny nose. Because of COVID, <laughs> I need to quarantine in numerous hotels. And because of COVID, I don't feel good mentally. <laughs> well, he's obviously over it, Benoit Paire. So, uh, yeah, but lots of guys getting it. But Nick Curious, mate. He's got a wild card. Yeah, Nick Kyrgios accepts a wild card for the Sydney Tennis Classic ahead of the Aussie Open. But in bigger news, love a tennis rivalry. <laughs> Tomek and Kyrgios are having a little bit of a war of words. <laughs> Mate, this is Beavis and Butthead, isn't it? <laughs> These two going going at each other. But, uh, yeah, Tommy's coming out saying that he's still a better player than Nick Kyrgios. Well, currently Tomek's uh, ranked 260 in the world. Um, Nick Kyrgios is 93. This last year, Tommy has not won a match. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, where uh, Nick Curious uh, won seven, lost eight. Um, but they've only played each other once 
many years ago, and Tommy actually won six three six four. So he's saying, mate, come on, I want a rematch with you. I can still beat you. I'm better. <laughs> Maybe they should get in the boxing ring. What do you reckon, Chad? Oh, yeah, that'll be the next step for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's turn to the NFL. Uh, some sad news across the NFL. Super Bowl winning NFL coach John Madden, the man that the video game franchise was built on, uh, passes away uh, at the age of 85. I'll go say, I saw one of the worst takes possible on Twitter. You know, some people get on there. Yep. Just wanting to try and throw a cat amongst the pigeons and you know one up themselves, some mm-hmm. nerdy nerdy little blogger, <laughs> trying to say, oh, praising a man whose video game caused so many concussions, really, um, because of his you know support for the sport. But here's an interesting fact you might not know about John Madden. He was actually a massive advocate uh, long before the CTE uh, news and stuff came out of the NFL for when players get a concussion that they should leave the field and not come back. Wow. And that and the junior football in the US should be flag football until they're teenagers. So uh, he did a lot more than just being the guy on the telly and the guy who was the voice of the Madden franchise in the NFL. So big loss for them. Big loss, mate. And uh, yeah, he died at the age of 85 and um, so condolences to his family. But yeah, as you said, mate, he, he did a lot for NFL and, and by the sounds of things, mate, he was, he was way ahead of his time. All right, Shano, before we go, uh, the New Year's test is going to be the next one in Sydney. And uh, what, what was it like for you batting on New Year's Day in 1996? <laughs> well, I'll start with a Shield game prior to that. It was, I think it was about mm. 1994 in Adelaide. And um, uh, on New Year's Eve, I was not out, I think, on 40. And Brad McNamara was not out on 70. He was absolutely smashing him. We had celebrations New Year's Eve. Brad McNamara came out and first ball on Adelaide Oval, a very flat wicket. He was on 70 not out. First ball, New Year's Day, bold. Middle stumps everywhere. Oh. <laughs> so you can imagine what the <laughs> night was like before. Um, so I thought I'd learn from that lesson. In 1996, we played the famous one-dayer um, at the SCG where Michael Bevan hit the winning runs off the last ball. Right. Now, this is one of the few matches that I, I ever see myself uh, being replayed on TV mm. because Bevan hit the winning runs. <laughs> so I, I learned from that lesson from Brad McNamara in 1994. So 1996, prior to New Year's Day, I stayed in bed. I was in bed at 9 o'clock, did not have one drink. Mm. And I went out and nicked the first ball New Year's Day. So I got a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bevan hit the winning runs and they keep playing that freaking game on TV every, every year. <laughs> hey, uh, look, that's it for afternoon sport today. If you hit the follow and subscribe wherever you're listening, a big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And mad props to our producer, Dan McHugh, as well. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, good luck with that COVID test too, mate. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. Take care.